Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 46 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Mike, and I hope this chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Mike Roberts earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and has over 30 years of experience in new product development and is currently the president of Brooks Stevens. Welcome to the show, Mike. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Jeff, thanks for having me on. It's a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of STEM on Fire, and uh, I've been looking forward to this, uh, to this day, so thanks for having me on. Uh, I guess I'll share, just start out with just some personal stuff, because I know we'll get uh, more in-depth on, uh, on the business side of things. So uh, I did attend uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison. It's where I uh, met my wife of nearly uh, 30 years now. A few more months, it'll be 30 years. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We were, both, uh, we were both in engineering school. I was on the mechanical side. She's a civil environmental engineer. Uh, I like to say, and kind of joke a little bit, that we're both PEs. She's a licensed professional engineer, and I consider myself a pretend engineer. And maybe we'll get into that a little bit more later. <laughs> we did, uh, but we did meet in, a, in an engineering school. Awesome, Mike. Thanks for that great overview. And we're going to dig right in here. So you you do have a mechanical engineering degree, but you got more of an entrepreneurial spirit, just straight out of college. Could you, you go through kind of what your career path has looked like? Yeah, it's. Uh, it, 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 it is uh, somewhat entrepreneurial. At least there's attributes of, uh, of entrepreneurialism uh, in my uh, in my career path and uh, and life in general. Um, I, I got I got exposed to the, uh, the the professional world through my uh, through my father. He was a, uh, a sales engineer and uh, took me to the office as early as age five or six on weekends, and I get to play around with things and just ask a lot of what is this, what is that, how does that work type of type of questions, and it just created this, uh, I think, this natural uh, instinct for curiosity uh, in me. So I was one of those kids that wanted to follow in my uh, in my father's footsteps. His, uh, his career path was a sales engineer, and uh, as I was starting to vet out colleges and eventually ended up at, uh, at Madison, there was no degree plan for sales engineer, so with some counsel from both uh, both my dad as well as my uh, as well as my boss at the time, uh, I decided that I really wanted to be on the on the business side of things, but have the credibility on the street to uh, to talk the talk and, and walk the walk. So I went to engineering school for that uh, for that background, but never really intended on putting. Uh, engineering into uh, into practice. It was uh, more of a sales engineer type of a uh, type of a role that that I got started with out of school. So, Mike, why didn't you go to business school, which would be maybe the traditional route of I want to go into sales? Why why engineering and why not business? That's a uh, yeah, that's a fair uh, fair route, and many successful uh, you know, salespeople have uh, have gone that route. Again, with the uh, the, the specific company that I was looking to uh, to join it was a uh, it was it was a fluid power uh, distributor that designed uh, custom fluid power systems and in that specific business in that role you really needed a technical background of the product or the products at a systems engineering level the sales skills is something that uh, that I was able to pick up Outside of college and and throughout the uh, the early years of, of my career, but it would have been really really difficult to come into that specific company and that specific role without the 
the technical background, the science behind the uh, the sales engineering uh, role. So that ended up being my uh, my career path. I had good uh, I had good counsel from uh, from people to set me on that path. Okay, Mike. And so, what is your specific area of expertise? So I guess it would come down to in general. Design automation has been the kind of the general theme of my career path over the last 30 years. And the first half of the career was more about applying different types of design automation tools to the process of product design and development. So computer-aided design, computer-aided manufacturing, engineering, tools like that, CAD, CAM, CAE. And, uh, and then about the halfway point, I transitioned from uh, helping companies with tools to automate their design and automation process to representing companies that provided product design and development services to uh, to augment what our uh, what our customers are trying to accomplish internally which is uh, ultimately what's led to Brooke Stevens so how many different careers have you kind of had over your 30 year career lifespan here I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm proud to uh, to, to say it's uh, it, it's several. I've made uh, I've made several moves, and I think that's uh, part of the uh, you know, part of the entrepreneurialism in uh, in me. And, and then there's just been some you know, unexpected events in my career path. Uh, companies that were acquired, uh, major traffic uh, tragic events in our uh, yeah, country's history, like 9/11, that uh, through uh, yeah, a number of companies into uh, into tailspins, and one in particular that I was working with at the time was included and uh, was caught up in uh, caught up in mass layoffs. So it's it's been you know easily eight to ten different uh, you know, different companies in uh, in my career path. Yeah. So STEM Nation, when you graduate college and you start your career and and you start out and you go, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to be here for life. I would say don't count on it. You're going to have multiple careers in your overall career. You know, could be a couple, could be three, could be 10, could be 15. So just be aware of that and be flexible because things are going to change and you have to roll with the changes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I'd put maybe a slight spin on that because uh, I've had this uh, I've had this experience with uh, you know, two or three companies, Brooke Stevens uh, included in this, is I've, I've gone into career moves, new, you know, new careers, with the intention, and that's maybe the key word, intention, that this is my you know, my final career move. At the same time, I don't want to just pin myself down and, and try to predict my future. That uh, yeah, that isn't really a, isn't really possible. Um, but just, you know, just being res- uh, yeah, receptive and sensitive to you know, to changes in industry and changes in the world too. Just to make sure you're always doing the uh, you know, the right thing for you know for yourself, your family, uh, your clients. In some uh, in some cases, uh, I, I've never gone into any you know, any uh, job change with the intention of hey, I'm going to give this a good uh, you know three or four years of my life, and then I'll start looking for something else or something something better. So, Mike, as a president of Brooks Stevens, what do you do on a day to day basis? Yeah. <laughs> Get a lot of people asking me that. Usually the uh, people on my staff, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but but in all seriousness, it uh, yeah, I don't, a day in the life, a week in the life, uh, a month in the life of you know, of being me, uh, it has yeah, a certain a certain set of attributes and, and maybe even cadence to me. It it uh, it, it does include uh, 
working with our staff on a regular basis, working with relationships, and I guess relationships is kind of a, a key ingredient to everything I've done, whether it's been uh, you know president of a company or in uh, you know, or in business development is is managing relationships and and expectations, making sure that we've got the uh, you know the right people and the right job connected to the right customers, making sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, managing expectations between clients and, and our staff so that our deliverables are meeting uh, their requirements, specifications, expectations for, uh, for usability as well as uh, uh, technical specifications. I do a lot of relationship building outside of uh, Brooke Stevens, meeting with potential clients, uh, potential vendors, potential strategic partners, um, people that know me uh, know me that I'm a, a kind of a coffee junkie, so it's not unusual for me to have two, three, four uh, business meetings uh, before normal business hours over a uh, uh, over a cup of coffee. Again, for that uh, that relationship building uh, process. Yeah, and STEM Nation, it's not too early to start building those relationships. Get start connecting with folks that you meet on LinkedIn. You know, if you want to chat with Mike, I'm sure that he'd be happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. So reach out to Mike. And he's got 30 years of experience that I'm sure he's happy to help you out. And Mike, what is a specific thing that really has you fired up today? Yeah, well, well, on the uh, on the business side, our, our business is new product development and, and initiatives. And whether it's an individual inventor or a large uh, you know, global uh, corporation, I'm, I'm really excited about innovation, new product, uh, new product innovation and, and development. And the, uh, the one general area that that just really has me fired up the last uh, the last few years and and looking into the uh, into the future is the impact of of technology in products. We're uh, we're well into the Internet of Things or IoT being very mainstream in our uh, in our language in our in our business life. More and more products every day are becoming connected products, smart products, uh, smart sensing products, and it's going to continue on. You can find articles all the time about how many millions and billions of connected devices there will be uh, on the planet in the next uh, in the next several years. So, so that's exciting for me when I look back at product development ten plus years ago. Yeah, having electronics built into uh, into everyday. Uh, products, uh, uh, not to mention smart and connected products. That, that was uh, yeah, that was almost science fiction uh, yeah, as little as ten years ago. Now it's very much mainstream and it's exciting. And with new and emerging technologies like uh, uh, artificial intelligence also coming into play, it just steps up the whole uh, IoT uh, game and strategy to uh, to a whole new level. Yeah, with where technology is headed, the whole Internet of Things, the connected devices, the artificial intelligence, the machine learning, the future is very bright for STEMers out there. You know, graduating college, mid-career, even later in their careers, you can pick this stuff up by going to to YouTube, to go into all these online free trainings, to pick up this, this knowledge and these skills to revamp your career. And Mike... Could you take us to an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life and tell us the story and how you turned that aha moment into success? Yeah, well, I've, I've got a few. So I, you know, I, I picked uh, I picked one. I guess it was the first one that came to mind. Um, I think I was about 20, give or, yeah, give or take a year. So I was working, uh, uh, I was working at a company, 
during my uh, summer breaks and weekends and uh, uh, vacation times, holidays, to uh, you know, to pay for college and uh, and college life. And I had a unique opportunity to be exposed to at the time was some emerging electrical uh, yeah, equipment. Programmable logic controllers, PLCs. That's everyday stuff today, but uh, you know, 30 years ago, that uh, that was kind of some new to the world technology. And uh, and I was so I'm a 20 something, uh, hanging around a lot of very very seasoned sales engineers in, in fluid power, and they were just deathly frightened of anything electronic or or electrical. And being a uh, you know, being young, maybe entrepreneurial, uh, it uh, there really wasn't a fear factor of well, let me give this a try. Let me see if I can learn how to program these things and uh, and begin to automate machinery. So fast forwarding through uh, you know through a short period of time, I was able to learn on my own, pick up these uh, you know, these particular skills, and all of a sudden become part of the uh, sales team of this company. I felt was the uh, category expert or product expert on, uh, on automation uh, tools through PLCs, and the the salespeople were uh, still responsible for the uh, hydraulics and pneumatics uh, automation. So here I am, young kid uh, amongst uh, amongst well seasoned uh, veterans out there working together, collaborating together, and and actually being a uh, a valued part of the uh, of the team. You know, Mike, what I'll say there is what you did is you added value. And STEM Nation, that's what you need to think about when you're when you're launching into careers is adding value every day and always trying to grow every day. And in order to do that, Mike, you had to get through college. So let's go back about 30 years heading off to college. What are some things you wish you knew back then that you think would help STEMers launch into college successfully? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, a long list of... Uh one list of items. I'll just pick out you know one or you know, one or two things that, that stood out. If I could do it all over again, um, one thing. So so I was pretty uh, pretty successful. If you measure success by you know metrics like GPAs and and class rank in uh, in high school, high school came pretty easy to me. I blew through all of the uh, the math courses at the uh, at the time in my senior year. I actually had to go to University of Wisconsin Waukesha to take a calculus class because I just ran out of classes to take in uh, in high school, and I was I guess one of those people that just didn't have to study super hard, come in, ace a test, and and, uh, and get good grades. It uh, I was I guess gifted in that uh, in that particular area. I made the the wrong assumption that college would just be a natural extension and progression of high school. My freshman year of college, I treated like I was in the 13th grade. And it's just a, it was just a whole new game. I really underestimated the amount of, of work and time and effort that would go into it and, and how reliant I should have been on really coming up with a much more disciplined process for learning because it wasn't coming naturally. I wasn't just budgeting and scheduling uh, specific amounts of time and, and really understanding how much time it would take to to acquire the knowledge that I needed to be uh, successful. So that would be uh, you know, perhaps my uh, you know, one uh, one piece of advice for high school juniors and seniors as they're thinking about transitioning to uh, yeah, to college is to understand what the uh, what the culture and the environment is like from an academic perspective and don't just assume it's just a continuation a natural progression of uh, of high school 
Yeah, and Mike, what I'm going to add to that is, is you were one of the few that didn't have to, or maybe you know, a fair number of folks that don't really have to study in high school, and they get to college, and it is just a, a, a complete change. And a lot of the folks that don't make it through these STEM curriculums are the ones who didn't have to study in high school because they ne- never developed the grit, the, the grind to get through these. The students that actually have to work hard in high school and then go into college for these STEM careers, those are the ones that are typically are successful because they know how to study. So STEMers, make sure you're developing those study skills in high school. If you don't have to study, go and try some more difficult things to develop that, or you may not be successful in college. And Mike, you're a, you're president of a company. I'm sure you hire people. What are some things that you look for in applicants, the skills and attributes they need to be successful? Yeah, great, uh, great question. And uh, and when we're 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 constantly screening people, recruiting people. We never know in our, in our business we could be one project away from needing to hire one or two additional people. It's just the dynamics of a of a small business. And uh, and. When we bring candidates in, we have them interview with with multiple people. Some people are evaluating purely for uh, for the technical skills, and in our business, we certainly have you certainly need technical skills: mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, industrial designers, and the creativity side of things. For me personally, though, as as president, I'm I'm more interested in how people solve problems? What is their process? Can they take me through a scenario where they were really kind of stuck in the mud and how did they get themselves out of it? I'm also looking for communication skills. I think that's, uh, uh, it, maybe it's a little bit cliche, but it's, uh, yeah, but it's very true. I, I see it uh, far too often that uh, just good old-fashioned face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball communication skills is uh yeah, a bit of a lost art. Not with everybody, but uh, but more than I'd like to. I'd like to see. So that's you can have all the you know, all the technical skills in the uh, in the world and the GPA to back up how uh, yeah, how bright you are. But if you can't articulate a uh, a message that you can persuade uh, persuade somebody to see something you know, your way, you're you're not going to reach the uh, you know, peak performance. All right. Thanks for that, Mike. And we're going to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You could head over to STEM on Fire book to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you keep the audiobook. And we're heading to the lightning round. Mike, are you ready? All right. Strike when ready. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It would be to put the needs of others first. Uh, I've, I've li- I live by that, uh, by that mission statement of, of it allows me to keep my motives uh, motives pure. If I put the needs of others first, they get taken care of. I get taken care of as a uh, as a byproduct of just doing the right thing for the uh, for the, the people in my in my sphere of influence. And what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I learned this from my dad very very early on, and that's. Uh, Get up and get to work early. The best, uh, the best time of the day. I know there's a few night owls out there that people are wired that way, but it, but in general, the best part of my day is early. Uh, early. It's not unusual for me to be on the grid at four in the morning, responding to some emails, doing some LinkedIn uh, you know, research. Uh, when the brain and the and the body are just at its uh, at its freshest. And what's a favorite internet resource or phone app? that know me know me as a LinkedIn junkie. I am on that uh, on that program throughout uh, throughout the day. It's it's how I stay connected with people with uh, special interest groups. It's uh, an opportunity for me to 
share information that uh, that I find compelling with others in uh, in my network. It just helps keep a pulse on uh, really on my uh, on my entire network. And Mike, one book you would recommend? I would say, and you can get this on Audible. Uh, Simon Sinek's uh, "Start with Why" is got to be a must read for just everybody, but but maybe in particular the uh, the STEM nation out there. It uh, you can. Listen to you know, short uh, short excerpts on it on uh, on YouTube, but I'd recommend reading the entire book. It really gets to the heart of you know being a catalyst for you know, for curiosity, and it's you know, also that catalyst for you know, continued learning and, and continued education. If you just go straight to the you know the what or how is something done, you'll uh, you'll shortchange yourself. But if you really dig in deep to why am I picking this career path? Why is this menu item better for me than another? Why am I picking this particular school or a trade? And, and it'll really uncover you know, the byproducts or the results of the why questions in your life. So to start there and then work backwards into the, the, the what's and the how's, uh, you're, you're more likely to, you know, to hit your targets and, and meet your uh, objectives. All right, Mike, and you've you've provided tons of value to this point, but we're going to ask for just one more. If you could share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation, and then we will say goodbye. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit, and that's uh, and that's the the continuous learning aspect. I think now you know, this generation more than ever really needs for that to be a uh, a life mission of continuous education. There's all types of means and uh, tools out there to continually learn. There's online videos, there's books, and, and it's, it's it's important more than you know, more than ever. It's you you might graduate from a you know, from a university or a, or a technical college, but one uh, one school you probably are never going to graduate from is the school of hard knocks. And if you take some risks and uh, and you get a little bit dirty and even you know, bruised up a little bit. It's uh, it's really going to aid in uh, in your learning by experiencing uh, life at its fullest. Before uh, before I dialed into the uh, uh, the podcast here, I did a quick read of my daily feed from uh, from Harvard Business School and the lead or Harvard Business Review, and the uh, the lead story was titled "Automation Will Make Lifelong Learning a Necessary Part of Work." And uh, I skimmed through the through the article, and it just emphasize this point of how important it is with these emerging technologies like AI and, and, and IoT that uh, in order just to keep up and keep ahead, uh, people need to continually learn, continually grow, continually add to their uh, uh, to their experiences. Yeah, and I'll say, Mike, that, that the education starts upon graduation. And with that, Mike, we will say goodbye. Thanks so much, Jeff. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed our chat today with Mike. You can head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list, keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. Tune in next week where we talk with Tim, who is founder and CEO of Integrated Roadways. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.